Takes is a podcast from BCA Research, informing investors with straightforward, actionable analysis of macro and market events. Hi there, and welcome to the Quick Takes podcast. I'm your host, Rakaya Ibrahim, strategist at BCA Research. A key topic that has been dominating discussions over the past few quarters is around the timing of the next U.S. recession. Going into the year, many investors were anticipating a recession in 2023. However, these fears have subsided. Economic growth expectations have been revised higher, and last week's soft CPI print has boosted expectations that the U.S. will achieve a soft landing. However, my colleague Davil Joshi, who heads up BCA's counterpoint service, is betting against this narrative. So this week, I caught up with Davil to get his take on the recession debate. Hi, Davil. Welcome back to the podcast. Thanks, Rakaya. So one of the most common debates within the investment community over the past few quarters has been around the timing of the next U.S. recession. Will it occur in 2023? Will it occur in 2024? And, you know, recently, it seems that there is growing consensus around the expectation of a soft landing. But you have a different take. You've been arguing that it's not the timing of the next U.S. recession that matters for investors, but it's the timing of the global recession. And on this front, you believe that that global recession has already started. So walk us through why you believe it's the timing of the next global recession that matters and what evidence are you drawing on to make that conclusion that it's already started? So I guess what I'm really saying is that in an integrated global economy and with integrated capital markets, we shouldn't like fixate on whether a specific individual economy is going into recession. We should really be thinking of the aggregate, um, meaning the world economy. So first of all, why? Why? Because most investments, most asset classes are going to take their cue from the world economy. So certainly commodities do. Um, and that also includes oil. The average stock also, you know, if you're talking about the median stock, that's going to be more exposed to the global economy. And then, of course, the sector and regional allocation, whether you want to be in the more defensive sectors or cyclical sectors, again, is not really to do with any domestic sort of parochial economy, even, you know, including the US. It's really about what's happening at a, at a global level. Now, what makes me conclude that the global recession has already started? So, Here's the thing. There's a little bit of a sort of confusion here that the global economy rarely goes into outright recession, by by which I mean it it rarely contracts. It's only happened three times in the last hundred years, the Great Depression, Great Recession and the pandemic. So a typical recession like the early 90s or the dot com bust is is the global growth rate declining to below 2%. So once you're below that sort of 2% sort of threshold, that's normally a sign that the global economy is in a sort of, as I say, a typical recession. And by most sort of measures, most nowcasts are saying we are below 2% because China has slowed to maybe 5 or sub 5% growth, which is very, very slow for China. US is around the 2% mark, maybe even a bit lower. And of course, Europe is zero. So you average that out and you get 2% or actually below 2%. So that's really the, the key point. Let's not obsess about the US, the UK, Europe individually. Let's think about what's happening at an aggregate level. And we are already in this recession. So it's a mute point when the recession is going to start. It's already happened. 
Now, if we take a look at what's happened to global equities, though, the MSCI All Country World Index is up nearly 16% so far this year. So doesn't this strong performance argue against the notion that the global economy is already in recession? Or do you believe that global stocks are now vulnerable to the downside once investors come around to the realization that the global economy is in recession? So there's like two really important points to mention here, which is that absolutely the market weighted index is up, you know, 16% or whatever you say year to date. But here's the thing that, you know, if you look at the sort of the equally weighted market, it is up recently. But if you strip out the last four weeks or so, even the equal weighted market, in other words, the median stock was really going nowhere. It was pretty much, you know, flat year to date. So what that's telling you is up to, you know, up to the last few weeks, it was really a handful of US tech stocks that were driving the rally, you know, whatever you want to call them, the AI7 or the Magnificent 7. But it was not a broad-based rally. Now, you may then say, well, what about the last four weeks? Well, the last four weeks is really about optimism that first, China is going to stimulate its economy in the second half. And second, that the US is going to avoid a recession. So we are in a recession, but people are thinking, hey, it's not going to, you know, we've dipped below 2% global growth, but we're going to suddenly uh, rebound very quickly. But I think that, that's, that that is a little bit too optimistic because to properly kill inflation in, in the US and the developed economies, it's going to be very, very difficult to do it without killing growth. I, I still maintain that. I think we've just completely underestimated how far inflation has to fall and the toll it will take on the economy uh, if we look at over the next six to 12 months. And also, I think we've overestimated how, how much China are going to stimulate in the second half. I think they will try and stabilize the economy, but they're not going to turn the economy around back to sort of 8 10% growth, as, as some people are hoping. So that's why I think we've had this sort of rally in the last four weeks. But I think some of it is just sort of overcooked. Then what is your outlook going forward? How long and deep do you expect the recession to be? I mean, what you're saying seems to imply that policymakers are not going to shift their focus towards supporting growth, and that will not provide a reprieve for the financial assets that are underperforming. Yeah, so there's a little bit of a paradox here, which I need to sort of um, highlight, which is that I don't think individually any economy is going to have a sort of deep and, and long recession. So, you know, I think the you know the US, the Europe, they may enter, enter recessions, which will be more sort of, as I say, more common or garden typical recessions like um, early 2000s, early 90s, and so on. But what is different is we're going to have mild recessions in the developed world combined with growth in China being much, much lower than it has been for the last 10 or 20 years. So China will not be growing at 8 to 10% as it has been for you know the last 20 years. It's going to be growing more like 4 to 5%. So in combination, what you have is mild recessions or just stagnant economies in the developed world. But this big contributor to growth uh, for the last 20 years with China won't be there anymore. So net net global growth will be quite disappointing relative to recent history. In that sense, it is going to be worse than people think, even though paradoxically, you know, individual economies in the Western world will not be in those severe recessions like, you know, 2008 or the Great Depression or, or, or so on. Um, and yes, the second part of your question, you know, the, the authorities in the developed economy is going to come and save the economy as quickly as people think. No, I don't. I, I don't think that's going to happen because I think that, as I say, to exorcise inflation, to get inflation out of the system, you really need you know, inflation to fall a lot lower than people are currently anticipating. You can't just get to, say, 3%. In fact, you can't even get to 2%. You have to go below 2% for a bit. 
simple point here is if you want to average 2% inflation, the high point of the cycle, you're going to be way above 2%, but at the low point, you're going to be below 2%, or you have to be below 2% to get that average working out at 2%. So that's the thing that people have underestimated. And so I don't think policymakers are going to come in and sort of, you know, with the cavalry and reignite growth if it slows sharply in the next six months or so. Well, thanks a lot for joining me today, Davul. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Quick Takes podcast. We'll be bringing you weekly quick takes with BCA strategists on a range of macro and market topics. Stay tuned for next week's episode.